The place is Alexandria, Egypt, the economic, intellectual, and cultural center of the Greek-speaking world. The time is the second century BC. An expatriate Jewish community is part of the urban fabric, and 70 of their most respected scholars are hard at work on the first Greek translation of the Old Testament. The result of their work, known as the Septuagint, will make the Old Testament texts available to the entire Mediterranean world. The Greek Septuagint will be the text the evangelists quote as they write their Gospels, proclaiming that in Jesus Christ, God's promises to the patriarchs have been fulfilled. Translation is never easy work, and on this particular day, one scholar is laboring over the book of the prophet Isaiah. He has just come to the passage, an Alma will conceive, and he pauses. A difficult choice is before him. There are two Greek words that he could use to translate the Hebrew word Alma. One is Kori, meaning young woman. The other is Parthenos, meaning virgin. He considers. He prays to God for insight. He makes his decision and takes up his pen to write Kori, young woman. And at that moment, an angel appears and commands him to wait. The angel explains that he has been sent from God to ensure that the translation is accurate and that the correct word is Parthenos, virgin. The scholar is astonished, but complies, whereupon the angel informs him that for his obedience, God has granted him not to see death until he has seen the Christ, to whom the prophecy refers. The scholar is Simeon, whom we meet in today's Gospel, at the other end of a century and more of waiting. While this traditional legend about the saint may seem to stretch the bounds of believability, it points to a truth that can help us to answer the questions, how did Simeon know that Jesus was the Christ? What did he see that no one else did? What it points to is that Simeon is a man who loves the word of God with his whole being. He has spent his whole life studying scripture, memorizing it, teasing out its nuances, inscribing the promises of the Almighty into his heart so that they are always present to him, like the air he breathes. This profound familiarity with scripture has become the lens through which he sees the world, transparent and transfigured, the material creation radiant with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Thus, when a young couple when a young couple comes to the temple with their firstborn, he does not see merely a sturdy craftsman with his young wife and month-old baby, but the Lord himself. A brief digression on the sacramentality of the liturgy. What occurs here is not mere ritual or empty ceremony. The liturgy always makes God's eternal salvation present in this moment, while simultaneously taking up this moment into eternity. The contingencies and exigencies of any particular situation cannot impair this. Humble means and paucity of resources are no obstacle to God's purpose, as the Eucharist proves, our God present in a wafer of bread. And so, we should see in our procession today our real participation in the Holy Family's ascent of the Temple Mount, all of us walking alongside St. Joseph, the candle in our hand, Jesus in the arms of the Virgin.
We have brought Christ to the temple to gratefully offer him to God and to be purified of our uncleanness. With this in mind, we return to Simeon, sitting in his usual place, patiently waiting. His aged eyes are clear as he carefully observes those coming to worship, as on many and many another day. But today, just as the Holy Family comes into view, the Holy Spirit draws back the veil of time and space for a moment, and he sees into eternity. His scripture-soaked consciousness illuminates the scene before him, and he, and he sees every Candlemas procession that has ever been and ever will be, a great crowd that no man can number, from every nation, from all peoples and tongues, crying out in praise to God, united in worship as they stream up the slopes of the Lord's mountain to his house where he dwells among men. Raising his wondering eyes, he sees the processions filling the streets, converging on Jerusalem from every point of the compass, the crowd stretching out to the horizon. He sees us in their midst, part of the vast throng of those God has redeemed and purified and called to live in his house and dine at his table. In awe, he approaches Mary and takes Jesus into his arms as his tongue bursts into song. Lord, mine eyes have seen your salvation. Now let thou, thy servant, depart in peace. We are part of this today. This is our destiny if we persevere. God is inviting us to his salvation. Let us make Simeon's response our own and approach our Lord in the Eucharist receiving him into our arms, that we may be purified of our sins and reconciled with all men, and then to be sent forth in peace, strengthened in our hope of eternal salvation.